stretch those legs and get ready to leap because this week things are getting froggy on Acme Podcast Incorporated. Alvin, you've disgraced me for the last time. <laughs> just like Gary Cooper, huh? I think the cartoon just started. Good evening, and welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I am your host, Lazy J, and with me as always is... It's your co-host, Kai. We are back from beyond the pale. From the from the, uh, the land of wind and ghosts, we have returned. Yeah, and boy, have we got four weeks to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for though, okay, uh, just as a quick thing, for those who don't know why we missed the last episode, I had to... Um, fix the floor on my house so that the floor wouldn't fall out from under us. So, yeah. Yeah, that's... Well, why don't we use that to... Oh, sorry. No, most of it is done now, and it's fine. Okay. It's all good. good. It's all good in the hood. It's all good in the hood. Alright, well, this week... This week, we got some uh, little shake-up to the system. As always, we're going to start with our weeks. And then straight from the weeks, we're getting into... Uh, and then straight from our weeks, we're getting straight into Amphibia Season 1. That's the first show we're talking about this week, Amphibia. Yep. Because we've added Season 2 of Amphibia to our upkeep. And so that's going to go after we talk about Season 1 in between the two segments. And then we'll close out with Freddy as FRO7. The really. Mm, I, I have things to say about it. Yeah. Um, I think I just summed up how I feel with just going. It's. Mm, that, that's. I, there, there's things to talk about, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but before all of that, well. Kai, tell us about your week. Well, yeah, past couple of weeks. So, uh, there are like three main things that I kind of want to touch on. Number one, All right. I watched the second season of the Netflix Baki the Grappler. Oh. Um, it's not as good as the last season, unfortunately. The prison yeah. outbreak thing. It's, it wasn't as like dumb. Like There was a lot of dumb and stupid shit. Don't get me wrong, because it's Baki the Grappler. But it wasn't as like wacky or wild, and just the the first storyline was really cool. With the there was a tournament, uh, in China against like all these masters of kung fu and Chinese martial arts. Mm-hmm. And the second the second arc followed the son of Muhammad Ali training to defeat Baki. I thought Muhammad Ali only had a daughter. It's listen, this is Baki. I, I know, but okay, whatever. Muhammad Ali Jr. Don't worry about it. He and fucking Muhammad Ali created his own martial arts called Muhammad Ali Kempo. Oh my god! It's just as stupid as it sounds. Oh god! And, the, and that arc would have been good, but ugh. like they they do this whole thing where like 
they build up Muhammad Ali Jr. this entire time. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's creating this super cool martial art, and he beats pretty much every single one of Baki's opponents that Baki's previously defeated. And then he they build up to the final confrontation between him and Baki, and then Baki beats him in one punch, and that's over. That's so stupid. It is. It's really stupid. <sighs> Like, I get you're trying to subvert expectations, but, like, fuck, man. That's lame. Fucking hell. I mean, the Chinese martial arts arc was actually really fun, and then that just kind of, like, killed it. Honestly. Mm. I'm just waiting for the fucking caveman to show up, honestly. Has Musashi shown up yet? No, that's much later, and also that's I heard that that arc apparently is really bad. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's unfortunate, because I was looking forward to that, because it sounded super stupid. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I watched was also a martial arts thing. Okay. I just started. There's only three episodes so far. Mm-hmm. And that's the country Roll original series, based off of the comic. Uh, God of High God School. Of High School. Yeah. I, I was gonna ask you if you thought we should do that for the show. Oh. I mean, it just started. So, I mean, it, and it's ongoing. So, like, I figured it'd be, it might be part of the week sort of segment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Ongoing it... series kind of tend to end up like that, just being part of the upkeep. Yeah. But, uh, is it worthwhile? There's a lot of fucking awesome animation in it. Okay. And um, it's just now getting into, like, the, uh, f- there's been some sci-fi elements, like, there's, like, nanomachines and stuff to make sure that they're healed after they get the shit beat out of them. But it's mm-hmm. been mostly, like, grounded in terms of martial arts. But the third episode and the, the latter half of the second episode started to introduce some supernatural elements. So I think we're finally getting into, like, the supernatural martial arts stuff uh, mm. soon. Like, there was a guy that just straight up summoned a stand. It, it, yeah, they kind of hinted at it in the first episode that there was some supernatural shit going on, but it's kind of really actually happening now. Okay. So, I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes and how that, what the power system actually is within the actual thing, because it, it's, it's only been hinted at so far. Yeah. Um, but the animation is fucking stellar, and... Um, it's really cool seeing um, Crunchyroll and other uh, people try and start looking at manhwa and Korean yeah. comics, in, comics in general. Because they also did a fucking, what was the other thing? Tower of God. Yeah. Uh, Here's hoping for The Breaker. Oh, yeah. I've heard that's good. Oh, I love The Breaker. It's so fucking good. I'm hoping for their story. Honestly. I don't know that. I, I don't I don't know that one. It's lesbians. Oh, I do know that one. The they're in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and there, they, there's they, a whole other cast, but the main focus is the yep. the tall with the dark hair and the short with the blonde hair. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Their story, I believe, is the name of it. Yeah. I'm hoping that gets an adaptation, honestly. Yeah. Although I was on. Go ahead. I was under the impression that was a web comic. I mean, it is, but it's a. I mean, so are, I mean, manhwa are mainly web comics anyway. Oh, okay. I didn't know like, that. Like God of High School is a web manhwa. It's a webtoon. Didn't know that. I thought they had 
physical publications. I mean, like, I'm sure they got them after they got popular enough, but they were like most of them are webtoons slash like. They're mostly like, done in that long strip style, aren't they? That's yeah. more yeah, suited that's, to that's, scrolling on your phone. Exactly, because so they're online. Yeah, and that also, makes sense. And that's also just how Korean comics are structured. Yeah. And it lends itself toward it has a different strength compared to manga in terms of how it uses that space. Yeah, the, I, I I've read some manhwa in my time and uh, like it. Like I mean, it, it's, it's sequential art. I'm inclined yeah. to like it. <laughs> yeah. And the last thing, well, since that didn't take too long, I actually have two things. Okay. One, two of them. That's two YouTube channels. Okay. Uh, one of them is called Kaiser Beans. Kaiser Beans uh -huh. does a YouTube series called Kyoto Video, where he talks about OVAs and like '80s and '90s anime and like really uh -huh. obscure stuff and okay. like original video anime, like just like and movies and stuff. And I have found out about several series that I didn't even know about by checking out some of their stuff. Super interesting, very in depth. A lot of research involved in their work, and they have a really uh, good. They have a really good, cool opening and editing style. Nice. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, the other one is um, there's a show. I forget the name of the actual YouTube channel, but he has a series. His series his channel is mainly dedicated to a show called Garf Gab, where he goes through every single episode of Garfield and Friends. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's such a good cartoon. Well, watch the show and get back to me on that. It has been a long time. It's not as great as you remember. I really just remember the theme song and the... Uh... Garfield and Friends. Da, yeah. Da, da, da. You know, funnily enough, that wasn't the original theme song. There was a, there was I, a different... Yeah, there was a different theme song for... Yeah. It, I do. I do know that. Yeah. That was just the one I remember. It was the one from when we were kids. Yeah. Because that show ran for seven seasons. Yeah. Uh. But he's on, like, the third season. Nice. And how I found him was... um. Through another YouTube channel that I was watching... Quentin Reviews. Mm -hmm. and Quentin Reviews does that, does that series of freaking um, uh, Fallen Titans. Yeah. And other stuff. He did a video about Garfield and he brought on the, the guy, he brought, hit the other guy on and I was like, I guess I'll go check that out. And I've just been, they're all, for, the episodes are easily digestible and like decently entertaining. So it's really easy to just like devour a lot mm -hmm. of them at once. And they're like, yeah. Sorry, go on, go on. Like they're like fifteen to twenty minutes long, or a little longer usually. Okay. Mm -hmm. Has he covered the uh, the earlier like holiday specials? Because I know there's from the eighties there were some holiday specials. He talked about the. I think he talked about the Christmas special and the Halloween special. I've always heard people talk really highly about the Halloween special. Both of them are good. The Christmas and the Halloween special are fantastic. Okay. They're they're very good. Uh, but. It it's just a really interesting talk talking about Garfield as just as a 
as a character in a whole because like they make an excellent point about Garfield is that like the entire idea of most Garfield movies and Garfield TV shows is kind of stupid because Garfield doesn't like to do things. Yeah. As a character. But like, and that works within the cons within the constraints of like a four panel strip, but not a fucking 22 minute cartoon. Yeah. Or a movie. That's why they padded it out with U.S. Acres. <laughs> it is why they padded it out with U.S. Acres. Also, U.S. Acres segments are bad. Yeah, they were never that great. Holy shit. I mean, they're not, like, they're not terrible, but holy shit, they're boring. Yeah, they are. And even some of the Garfield segments are not that great. Yeah, I, I guess I remember liking it when I was a kid, but maybe it was just I was happy to be watching TV. I mean, Maybe. yeah, I remember, I remember liking it too, but, like, I mean, there have been some good segments, and there have been some good jokes. It's just yeah. that, like, it's not super consistent. That's true. And, you you know, you gotta make the joke about John drinking the dog semen. Yeah, of course. God, I love that fucking comic. It, um... It's a classic. Um... God, remember that fucking movie where Garfield met his alternate self from another universe who was a superhero? Uh, I remember the book series about him and the other animals from the series getting warped into an alternate reality where they became spacefaring superheroes. Ah, uh, well, that that's based off of that comic. There was a CGI movie that was based off of that. Yeah. It's not a comic. Novel. No, I've right. Remember the nine lives of Garfield? No, I don't. Oh my god, you have to you have to you have to read Garfield's Nine Lives. It's a trip. Garfield's Nine Lives is wild. It follows all of Garfield's past lives. Oh my god. Oh, there there was a cartoon version of it, wasn't there? Yeah, but they didn't adapt all the stories, unfortunately. Oh, okay. They adapted. It's, it's... They, they didn't adapt the weird ones. They adapted one of the weird ones, but not all of them. Huh. This is interesting. Like, the fucking last life is Garfield becomes God. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Oh man, I do need to read that. Yeah. Garfield is a lot like Shrek, where he's kind of transcended the thing he's from. Well, I'd say there's a difference there in that, yes, Garfield and Shrek are both excellent memes. But Shrek is objectively good. This is true. I mean... And Garfield comics... Can be good. Yes, were at one point good, but they are just so tired now. They're 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 the Simpsons of they really they've been going since the seventies. Yep, that's just I don't think how it be. Yeah, I don't think Jim Davis even works on it anymore. I think he's handed it off to ghostwriters. Well, fucking Johnny Blaze writes for Garfield. Yeah, so does Danny Ketch. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> that was a fucking stupid joke. That was a stupid joke. Yeah. I saw it coming, though. I knew you were going to do that. It was a stupid fucking joke, God. Um, it's better than... Oh, what? You've seen the... You've seen that old TV show, Ghost Rider, right? Ghost Rider? Yeah. Uh, bits and pieces of it, yeah. Okay, was that Angela Lansbury, or was that someone else? Oh, I think it might have been Angela Lansbury. I think you're right. Okay. Okay, I don't know. I... Yeah, I... so... Yeah. yeah. But anyway, anyway, that's that's me. That's it. I thought you had yeah. two more things. I Why well, the, the the two things were the Garf Gab and the Kyoto video. Oh right, I forgot I about Kyoto did. video. I forgot yeah, about Kyoto, Kyoto video. You should check out Kyoto video. There's some good stuff. I will check that out. Um. So that's it. Yep, that's it for me. Okay. Um. So in the span of two weeks, I watched all of Avatar The Last Airbender, read uh, all the comics I owned from it, watched all of Avatar, uh, Avatar The Legend of Korra, then yeah. reread all the art books, and then I ended up buying uh, the Turf Wars Library Edition, and I read that. Wow. Um... And then after that, I started rewatching Star Wars: The Clone Wars. No, oh. uh, I'm up to season three. Wow. Uh, in addition to that, I've been rereading uh, two web comics I used to read that I fell off of because uh, their updates became sporadic. Yeah. Um. But they're back now. Uh, Real Life and uh, College Roomies from Hell. I've heard of real life, but not college roommates from hell. Yeah, college, uh, college roommates. For, I feel like the author of College Roommates from Hell uh, has gone on to do something more well known by this point. Her name's uh, Maritza Campos. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what else she's done, but I know I've heard that name like in the last ten years attached to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, real get... life was more interesting to read, though, because it, it came back. Uh, it stopped updating, I think, around 2015 entirely. And at that point, the updates were extremely rare at that yeah. point. Uh and it came back in 2018. Uh, and the author just came out as trans. Nice. So she's uh, she's making again. And her... Uh, as the... Uh, it, it's one of those, like, exaggerated autobiographical ones. Where it's like, uh... I'll make a comic about me and my friends. And then... You know, oh, I stopped dating that person, so I guess they're gonna be written out. And oh, I started dating this person, and now I I married them in real life, so they got to get married in the comic. And uh, so now her characters, uh, the her character is going through the transitioning, and they they did a really interesting uh, like introspection thing where it's like a 
like realizing they're trans and come to terms with it in their head type thing. Hmm. Uh, yeah. It... Sounds really. That sounds super yeah. interesting, actually. Yeah. Uh, real life's good. The art evolves a little bit, but not a huge amount. What really gets better is uh, like uh, structuring. Oh. And uh, coloring and shading and such, and attention to detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's actual backgrounds and shit, and over time, and it, it's. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's definitely like a a tightening of the art in general, as you get more used to doing something. But it, you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. Like just. When you do something enough and you just keep doing it consistently, eventually you will get better. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, that that that's all I'm trying to say. Um, um oh, and then uh, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, fucking weep game. Yeah. Big weep game. Big historically inaccurate weep game. Yeah, who the fuck cares? <laughs> Uh, there are people who care. Oh well, they can go fuck themselves. It's fun. Listen, I, I, I don't care because it's like, how do I put this? It, it's mo is trying to be a Kurosawa film, not to be historically accurate. Exactly. And so I don't care if it's yeah. trying to be historically accurate and failing. Then I'd have a problem. You know what I. There's one little thing in me that, not in me, in the the game that completely and utterly, like, says, okay, this is alternate universe just from the get-go. Mm -hmm. And there is definitely, like, there, there's, like, he's guided by the wind. And foxes will, like, lead him to shrines of Inari. Yeah. And so, like, we're obviously dealing in a world where gods actually and spirits actually influence the world directly, and that's not our world. So the history doesn't have to be inaccurate. It's alternate history. That's mm -hmm. that. That's all it is for me. I mean, it, it, it may as well be a fantasy game. Yeah, I mean. Really, the only big historical inaccuracy is the whole katana thing. That's it. Yeah. Like that's that's the big one for me. Is like katanas didn't exist at the during that time period. Yeah. Like it was freaking um, they didn't get introduced until like the 1300s. Yeah. Early the early 1300s, I think, during the Mur Muramachi period. I think. It's been a while since I read my Japanese history. Yeah, something like that. Um. The armor is inaccurate too, actually. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have the big dumb shogun armor yet. That yeah. was that was like the Sengoku era. Yeah, and probably um, a little, maybe not Sengoku, but like a little bit before the Sengoku era was when they started having the big dumb elaborate shogun armor. Yeah. The uh, I just watched a video about the evolution of samurai armor. Oh, uh, that sounds that sounds neat. Yeah, it came up in my recommended vids. I'll uh, I'll I'll give you the link. I that sounds right up my alley. I love shit like that. Yeah, hold on. I'm I'm getting it for you right now. Okay. Uh, I think this goes to that. Yeah, I went to like. Yeah, it does. 
ethics. Like, I, I went to, because, you know, when I was in high school, you go through that fucking weeb phase, a big weeb phase, and then you read up on Japanese, a bunch of Japanese history. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I still go through, I'm still going through that. <laughs> no, I mean, I am too. It's just like, that's where it started. Yeah. And then, and then it's just like, it continued because I just like history. Yeah, no, that that's more accurate for me too, honestly. Like, I, I love this. Listen, I love this in Gokura as much as anybody, but I would prefer, much prefer more stuff in during like the Bakumatsu period or like the Meiji Restoration or something. Like, I mean, there's some Meiji Restoration stuff, but like most, it's like when you think of that shit, it's like, oh yeah, Sengoku again. Here we go. I actually have this uh, like deep fascination with the Jomon era which is like the earliest era like oh yeah like almost yeah. no records of it it's like their very earliest parts of J japanese history yeah um and they had those like oh god I, I i don't know i just i saw when i in one of my college classes was uh like east asian cultures mm -hmm. and there was a picture of the uh, the imperial regalia from the Jomon era, and it just had, you know, it had the Magatama, it had the uh, the silver mirror, and then it had this like really old sword, like from pre katana design. And I was just like, oh, that's I I just oh, love so that sword design. Oh, but then that's the that regalia is the yeah, it's the three, the the three treasures, yeah, the uh, yeah, the 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 necklace, the mirror, and then. The sword. the sword. The sword of Kusanagi. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I got a picture of it. I'll um, post it for you. God, um, I'm, I'm, now I'm just trying to remember the full, the original full name of the sword of Kusanagi. Kusanagi no Ame Murakumo. Sure, dude. I, <laughs> God, no, I want to... Hold on, this is going to bug me. Cause, sure. You know... Uh, Kusanagi. God, I'm such a weeb. Yeah, yeah exactly. These are the three treasures. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, Kusanagi no Surugi. Yeah, that that's like one of my favorite sword designs ever, and I want to wield it in a video game. Oh, here it is. It's it was originally I mean, it, called. Oh, sorry, go on. It was originally called Ame no Murakumo no Surugi, which literally translates to Heavenly Sword of Gathering Clouds. Huh. But the name was a changed when uh, freaking Yamato Takaru wielded it and used it to like escape a brush fire with the sword because it created wind and it cut down the grass so that he could escape the brush fire and so it was called Kusanagi no Surugi or Grass Cutting Sword. So that's why Storm Ruler in uh, Dark Souls 3 looks like a bigger version of that? Exactly. Okay. More you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Any, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd like, uh, I'd like a, a something in that era. Yeah, so I also, I, I just find prehistory very fascinating because we know nothing, and so it's a blank slate for us to work with. For sure. Uh, and that's you. Trying to think. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, so yeah, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, uh, let's hop into Amphibia. 
see you then. Ooh. And welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I was trying to think of something to call the listeners, and I I got nothing. So whatever. Let's let's just move on. Um, yeah. So yeah, Amphibia season one. So, what? This is like what episode fifteen now? That we're on. This is this of this podcast. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is 15. So, it's really funny to think about, because this is one of the first things we ever actually talked about. Yeah, during the week segment, right? Yeah, in the first episode, I had actually just finished season one of, in the <laughs> first episode of this show. Yeah. So, it's kind of funny to... We didn't get in too much into it, because I, th- I think we eventually knew we were going to, like, talk about it. Absolutely. At a, later, at a later date. Yeah. But for those who don't know, Amphibia is a Disney animated series created by Matt Braley. Uh, it premiered uh, on Disney, on the Disney Channel and Disney XD uh, on July 17th, and it stars Anne Boon Choi, a young Thai a young Thai girl who get who gets transported to a dimension filled with giant bugs and anthropomorphic amphibians and she's trying to find her way home and find her friends yeah uh, and she's joined on her adventures by Sp- the planter clan which consists of uh hop pop hopadaya planter uh her best friend sprig and uh the young polywog poly planter yeah and then, uh, uh season one has a supporting cast of all the weirdos that live in uh, the town. Yeah, like Wally. Yeah, <laughs> one-eyed Wally. <laughs> one-eyed Wally and fucking Loggle. Loggle, fucking, yeah. Uh, oh, God, uh, Mayor Toadstool and Toadie. Mrs. Croker. Yeah, Mrs. Croker. Uh, I, I really like Mrs. Croker. Yeah, she's fun. Um, and Maddie and Ivy and Sasha. And... You know, talking about a uh, voice cast... Brenda, we we said this in the first episode. God, Brenda Song kills it in the show. Yeah, she's great. Uh, she, we talked about this off mic also, I believe, but mm-hmm. she just has an impeccable sense for comedy overall. Yeah, like for sure, even from the days on uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, uh, yeah. just primo and. She was on a couple different sitcoms over the years since then, and she was a highlight in all those shows. Uh, underutilized, but a highlight. Yeah, I'm glad that she's still you know doing stuff. I honestly hope she does more voice work because this is a great showing from her. Yeah, it really is. Um, I'd be interested in seeing her put on other voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like. She has a nice voice, and she's her performance is really good. But I, I, I'd like to see versatility. Yeah, uh, the other people that stand out are basically the only one I don't recognize is who the guy who plays Sprig, but Bill Farmer, who plays Hopadia, is the voice of Goofy. Yeah, and yeah. Amanda Layton, who plays Polly, is was the voice of Blossom on Powerpuff Girls. Yep. 
Uh, what was it? Mayor Toadstool was played by uh, what's his fucking name? He was in Gravity Falls. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Mayor Toadstool is Stephen Root. He played yeah, uh, he was... Gideon's dad. Yeah, he plays Gideon's dad. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I don't. They're kind of the only voices I super recognize. But I mean, that's not to say that's nothing negative. It's just like. Yeah. It's actually kind of refreshing to not recognize everybody for once. Well, Jack McBrayer is Toady. Oh, yeah, that's true. Jack McBrayer, yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Uh, John DiMaggio is Stumpy. Oh, right, the chef. I fucking love that episode, yeah. actually. The uh... Uh, Troy Baker is Grime. L- Lily Pad Thai. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Lily Pad Thai, yeah. That was the name of Oh, and the frickin', uh, the, the, the salamander, uh... Food crit- crit- critic. He was he was the same guy who voiced Peak Pleakley. Oh, um, he was he's from uh, shit. That's always what I remember him from. His voicing Pleakley. I always remember him from uh, Kids in the Hall. Um, oh, yeah, he wasn't that, wasn't he? He's yeah, he's like the famous one from that. Um, like, I, it's been for I yeah, I barely remember that show. So. Yeah. I have the whole thing on DVD. It's fantastic. It, the collection was pretty cheap, honestly. Um, um. I'm trying to. Oh, this is good. Dave Foley. It's Dave Foley. Ah, Dave Foley. There we go. Okay, got it. Wait, I need to make sure of that. Yeah. No, it's not Dave Foley. Darn. Shit. Uh... Kevin McDonald. Ah, Kevin McDonald. There we go. Yeah. Got it. Kevin McDonald's like one of my favorite improv comics of all time. He's great. He, he plays like one type, really, but he does it so good. Yeah. Um, since you like to point this out to make people mad, this is an isekai. Yeah, it is an isekai. <laughs> and fuck you for stealing that from me. Hey, come on. Come but on. Uh, honestly, I would have forgotten to do that. So, <laughs> uh, This, where did it begin? It's a good, it's really just, it's good, man. I mean, it's, it's frogs in a swamp and newts. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It has a lot of, I love a lot of the, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Just the design of like everything around them. Like a lot of the environments are really neat. Yeah, like, they super, really super, are. super colorful and interesting. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of playfulness and whimsy in the design of things. Um, the main like as a as a whole package, it's a really good show. Like the but the main thing that I have a lot to say about is Anne as a character specifically. Okay. Because I think Anne might be one of my new favorite animated characters of all time. Okay. Anne, her arc in the first season is so good. Like, in the very first episode, uh, or no, it's technically the second episode where him and her and Spray go to the lake, where their first time trying to be friends is Anne immediately tries to impress upon her own ideas of friendship because of her talk own toxic relationship with Sasha. Yeah. And 
her relationship has completely with Sasha has completely affected how she perceives what friendship should be, not only between Sprague but with like other people. And it's just super interesting that I kind of wish the the it, how do I put this? They kind of hammer at home that that's what's happening. I wish they were a little more subtle with it, hinting at the fact that that's why she's acting that way. But that's you know my own <laughs> thing. Yeah. But Anne, I really like her because she is a not only a, a female protagonist of color, but she's flawed. And I think that's nice that they're yeah. allowing this female character of color to be extremely flawed and interesting. And God. I don't want to get into the, the stuff with the finale yet because I have a lot of feels. I feel like there's other stuff to talk about before we get into that. All right, well, let's uh, let's hop into the other stuff. What um, what have you got? Um, what bring it? Um, one other thing I did want to I did write about Anne that I think is funny is that it's I love that it's it's really funny that Anne clearly does own other pairs of matching shoes, but still can <laughs> insists upon wearing a single shoe and a sock. Constantly. <laughs> like, she's had so... Like, there's so many outfits she's worn in the, that first season where she has matching shoes and then she'll just go back to wearing her old outfit with the one shoe. And then, yeah. in, some outf- and then in some outfits, she'll keep up the, the thing of having one shoe. Like, when she was teaching Hapadaya how to dance, she was in the, the dance outfit and it had one shoe. Yeah. God... It's probably like uh, you know, like I've got these other shoes, but I I want to keep them in good shape, mm-hmm. so I'll just wear my shitty school clothes that are yeah. gonna get worn to tatters. Except they're not because it's a children's yeah. cartoon where they wear the same yeah. outfit for everything, basically. So, but yeah. And then I'm gonna keep these leaves and stick in my hair for fashion. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna tell you, someone with curly hair. That's sometimes you just don't know it's there, dude. <laughs> no, I've I've felt that because I have a big curly beard, and yeah. there have been so many moments where I've had like a piece of popcorn stuck in my beard and not realized it or something. Welcome to my life. I uh, the other week I was uh, I was doing something. I don't remember. What I, was. I think I just absentmindedly. Uh, it was like, you know, you sometimes like lip your lick when you're th- lip lick your lip when you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, touched my mustache with my tongue. I was like, oh, I have all this orange juice dried on my mustache. Shit. Oh, don't you mean flavor saver? <laughs> yeah, flavor saver. My uh, my soup trap. <laughs> God, I hate that. Shit. I hate when I'm eating. And, like, when I haven't trimmed my mustache in a while, and, like, the stray hairs get caught in my mouth while I'm trying to eat something. Yeah, that's pretty annoying. I I just, as a habit, tend to just suck on my mustache right after I drink something to prevent that. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag beard problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, but no, like, I got a big curly mess of hair and I find shit mm-hmm. in there. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, since this show is so, and since we don't, I don't want to get right in a finale just yet. And since the show is so episodic, do you have some favorite episodes that you'd really want to like talk about? <sighs> I already mentioned Lily Pat Tai. I like that episode a lot. That that's a really good episode. Um, mainly because I mainly like it because it's finally like we knew Anne had like a not common last name but that's when we finally find out that she is in fact Ty yeah which I think is neat yeah um let's see oh yeah you know I should just look at the episode list yeah I like um I like the one where they revisit the the, the curses oh yeah with the the candy guy yeah yeah for sure I I like uh I, I okay let me, I enjoy uh Sprague's ex fiance I can't remember her Oh yeah I, God, what was her name uh, the creepy girl Yeah uh, uh yeah I know what you, I know what you're talking about Um God, what was the Oh I really like um I like Anne Theft Auto and Theft Auto was good. Uh, Learn more about Bessie. Yeah, Bessie's adorable. Yep. I just think snails and slugs are cute. They are. And, um... God. Oh, wait, no, I remembered another really good one. Freaking uh, Anne versus Wild. Anne versus Wild's good, yeah. The, the, with the bath bomb and the mud people. Um, yeah. I really like it for that one bit at the end. Where the, uh, what was the guy's name that took them out to the woods? And he just wakes up, he's like, what'd I miss? And then he's just <laughs> telling him the whole story. Whoa, oh, that's no, crazy. Right. That's crazy. Wow, really? No way. Holy, well, holy smokes. You won't get pancakes early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this sh- God, this show's great. Yeah. Um, it's not a lot of, there's very few overarching plot threads to talk about because they're very subtle. <laughs> Yeah, it it's little th- it's little things. They like they the, they they're good about that. Like the toad tax collector episode leading right into. Oh, you know what? Jailbreak is a fucking great episode. Yeah, it is. With that that episode's fucking out of all the like standalone episodes. Jailbreak is probably my favorite actually with Sasha. Yeah. Oh, you know that is a really good one because it it's again setting up for the end. Yeah, the, the finale. Yeah. But uh, I really th- liked uh, the bug ball. Bug ball. Oh yeah, that yeah that episode was really good actually because it was another Anne learning, and you know her whole uh, it's it's more part of her character development slowly learning to be like a better person. Yeah. Also the uh, the potluck. Oh yeah, for it. Oh wait, you know what I wrote down in all caps? What? T- two words. I want you to guess what those two words are. Shame cage? No, but it's a theme <laughs> we've we've it's a theme we've mentioned a couple times. Kids society? I I don't know. Found family. Oh, yeah, of course. This is the most found family that has ever found family. Because three fourths are an actual family. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's like, it's so good though. Oh. Yeah, it is. 
because that episode kind of is partially exemplifies that because can I get in the same cage with you guys? You know, we're a family, right? Yeah. It's it's very good. She's uh she's an oh oh I also like the uh the planter family tree or shrub or whatever. Oh right, where they went into the uh the bottom of the house and found out all that cool shit. Yeah. About their family. Um that's probably gonna come back later for sure. Oh totally. Same totally. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh god. Uh Anyway, um, yeah. but the 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 other plot thread that actually is like hasn't been resolved yet is the whole the thing with the box and pop pop knowing yeah something box, about it yeah what the box might be yeah and I'm very curious because I do, the thing about that is is because the box is buried at the house that plot point is probably not going to get developed at all this. But we'll get into that when we talk about the second season. Yeah. Um. I'm just going to say, since we're on the topic of the box, I think that's going to be a season three thing, if they yeah. get a season three. Uh, yeah, God, I hope so. Oh, actually, I think it was renewed for both two and three. Okay, then, yeah, I think that's season three. Or that might have been Owl House. I can't remember. Hold on, let me look. I don't know. Um, series premiere was renewed for a second season. Ahead of the second season premiere, the series renewed for a third season. Cool. Okay. So there's going to be three seasons, at least. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but that that scene where he buries the, the chest and stuff, it, I really don't like people being like, oh, this is the new Gravity Falls. But that scene specifically was like, yeah, yeah. this is a little, it, this is it, a little vibe, vibes here of Gravity Falls for sure. It, it definitely, Braley worked on Gravity Falls, right? Uh yeah, he did. Yeah, that yeah. It shows. I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's a different show, but like you know, it's like how people are comparing Guy Falls to Owl House, you know, it's just it's the new Disney yeah. show, it's got fantasy elements and it's got really good animation. People who worked on Gravity Falls also worked on it. Well, you know. It's also getting the Gravity Owl House is getting the Gravity Falls things because Dana Terrace is in a relationship yeah. with yeah. Alex Hirsch, and also Alex Hirsch is king. <laughs> you know what's a subtle thing I noticed? What's up? Is that in the very early episodes, Anne calls Hot Pop HP. Yeah. And then he says, don't call me HP. And then she calls him HP a couple more times later in the season, and, she do and he doesn't correct her. Yeah. And I don't... That might be just me reading into it too much, the fact that he's just kind of like... Yeah, you can call me HP, I guess. I think it's more like, uh... well, I can't stop you from doing it, so well, may as well just live with it. It's not a bad hot pop impression. Thank you. It's not bad at all. I specialize in the southern, the the vaguely southern accents, yeah. and nasal ones at that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I remember another episode really like, uh. Wally and Ann. Wally and Ann was good, yeah. That, yeah. It, it was just... It was one of the... Be up, other than, like, the uh, the finale, it was one of the few genuinely tender and, like, emotional moments in the show. Yes. Yeah. you have the scene where Wally and Ann are 
watching the stars and he's talking about how she has a fresh start and she can be a new person. Yeah. And that I that I think is really the um I don't want to say it's the start of Anne becoming a better person, but it's sort of like I think her realizing that she is becoming a better person or she has the potential to become someone different. Like consciously. Yes. Um I agree, but I have an addition to that. Mm-hmm. Um it it's one of those that episode the the moral of that episode is one that I feel like every preteen and teen kind of needs at some point in their life where it's oh, like yeah. you know don't worry so much about what other people think of you go to your own drum just yeah don't be, be a jackass just don't be a jackass but yeah, don't be a don't be a jackass and be yourself yeah unless you're, unless yourself is a jackass yeah then try to improve yourself but still it's well at that point it's fake it till you make it <laughs> yeah at that point it's fake yeah at that point yeah you're super right yeah but um, um and the episode right before the finale with uh the party is also like yeah where she's frog of the year and that's just and slowly taking on this role of like not only becoming a better person but like the protector of this small town yeah it's just kind of a really cool and interesting character arc yeah and is really a great character like you you said at the head of this she's a great character and the show is the season is a great study in character development specifically yeah. for Anne. Sprig doesn't develop all that much and Hapadio develops a little. A little bit. Not. Polly also Polly and Anne have their Toph and Katara at the spa moment. Um God, yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah. You're uh super right. You're super yeah. right. <laughs> um but that's kind of it for Polly's development. She's very much what she is. And she's mm-hmm. like a little kid, so she's Yeah. 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 Uh I don't I, I don't I don't give full thoughts, just half thoughts. <laughs> no, no, it's I we I figure I know what you're saying. Yeah. And, but like and the other thing about it is is that like because we're getting three seasons, obviously we're having more ch- we'll have more chances to develop them. Obviously, there's a chance. With, Sorry, go on. I I don't think we're gonna get much of, from Polly, but I think we're probably gonna get more from Hapadaya and Sprig for sure. We're definitely gonna get more from Hapadaya. Um, Polly reminds me of um shit. I forgot her name. The little sister from Dave the Barbarian. Oh, Fang. Fang, yeah, she reminds me of Fang very much, in that she's small and violent. <laughs> she is, she is small and she is violent. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think we'll, I think, I think we'll eventually see her get legs. I think she'll move into froghood, yeah, or for, like yeah. ne- nematode or whatever. The no, no, and- poly. It's tadpole, polywog, then frog. Okay, but so poly, for... but but polywog does have several stages where it's arms and then legs, 
okay. and then the tail and the tail slowly shrinks. So we might we might start to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's got her arms, so she's got her arms. So we might she might get legs. Yeah. That, there could definitely be some interesting things you could do there. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, and... I I don't think that'll be season two though. I think that'll be if anything season two finale. Yeah, possibly. Because, you know, yeah, yeah th- that's a change in status quo. Yeah. So you would do it at the end of a season or something. Yeah, it'll be like, whew, boy, that was something, huh? Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, uh, I got yeah, something just, happening just, here. And then and it turns around, she's got legs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm reminded of that scene from Gumball where, God, there was this episode with this evil turtle. And he threw Darwin into a lake. Yeah. And he's like, he forgot one thing. I'm a fish. <laughs> with, with legs. <laughs> and he fucking kicks him. God, Gumball's great. Gumball is very good. I fell into a hole of watching a bunch of clips of it on YouTube recently. God. It's a good fucking show. It's such a good show. I don't know how we would tackle it. it it's Jesus. too long at this point. You say that, but, you know, we've talked about tackling other long things. I know, but Gumball is definitely a top 10 or top 15 contender. Hmm. I mean, yeah, a contender we... for a top 15 based on IMDb, not it's a contender no. for a top 15 spot. I, I just. No, no, no. I mean, maybe that actually, but, you know, um, maybe top 20 considering how many episodes there are. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Figure it, it it's di- it's different cuz the other long-running shows that we talked about have storylines. So yeah. that's fair. Like Adventure Time. Yeah. And other things like Adventure Time has a storyline. Yeah. This has a little bit of one, but not really. It's a slice yeah, no. of life. Yeah, so doing it more in the top 20 style like we've happened to with other shows is probably better but you know yeah uh but anyway um so now i guess we gotta talk about the finale yeah big feels yeah big so many man sasha's a pain in the ass she is but she's interesting and a well-written really character in her, yeah. in, her, in her own right. She really is, yeah. But she's fucking new girls like her in high school and middle school. God. I mean, I did too. Everyone did. Everyone everyone knew that one girl that was like yeah. that. Everyone knew that one girl. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish we had actually gotten the flashback with Sasha before the finale like not like because like the first half like first part of the finale is like dedicated to that flashback i kind of wish we'd gotten a little earlier or something or like other flashbacks with sasha and i don't know i just think i would have liked more than one flashback yeah that's just me well i guarantee you we'll get another one oh yeah for sure we'll get we'll get one with her and uh the other what's the other girl's name I can't remember. Um, she said the name Mar- once. M- Marcy. Marcy. Yeah, and I think she's going to show up in the next season for sure. She, it. I would be astounded if she didn't. Yeah, um, but the finale though, 
that final bit where she tells Anne to stand down and then everyone around her stands up to up. stands up for her and so she could so that she cuz they've she stood up for them so long that they're standing up for themselves and then she stands up for herself finally and it's it's just such a beautiful end to a character arc yeah it is what? like i can't even and then the very end of the episode god that that was is a Best use of non-diagenic music ever. It is. It, it's so... I My favorite part about it is when she's holding her, and then she says, I think you're better off without me. And the music just cuts off. Yeah. It's so... So good. As our friend Kuiper Nebula likes to say, cinnamon topography. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a thing I've picked up from him, and I like it a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's a good cinnamon one. To- cinnamon topography. Now, if I could come up with one for mise-en-scene. I mean, there's a mise-en-place joke there. Mm. But it's, yeah, workshop it later. Um, I'm also looking forward to, like, clearly we're going to get... St- stuff with Grimes and the Toes later because like at the end it, it showed that Grimes actually started to show some sort of friendship for Sasha yeah like otherwise he would have just let her die and I'm curious to see where that goes honestly I in... go ahead I, I don't want him to be the big bad honestly I kind of want no. him to make like not a face turn but not be a heel you know what i mean i want him to be the an antagonist for the for Anne and them along with sasha and then they have to team up to beat the big bad exactly yes that is what i want yes for sure that's that's probably where we're heading yeah honestly like i think we're gonna like be there's gonna be just more antagonism and like doubts about sasha's own actions and later and then then we're probably going to be building up to them teaming up to defeat the big bad whatever the big bad is or even if there's a big bad or st- the final uh what's the word I'm looking for obstacle yeah whatever it, whatever it is whether it be a creature organization a phenomenon whatever who knows it could be anything with this show honestly what if it's just there is no big bad. Hmm. What if it's just smaller bads like the Toad King and other characters like that? The mu- the mushroom guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. As also. they as like like the the real goal is Anne, Sasha, and Marcy getting home. Yeah, we don't need a big bad. Yeah, I think the so. world is the big bad, but exactly, that's exactly. not it's... even an accurate phrase because the world's not necessarily bad. It's just it's the it's the it's the cool. force that's yeah, it's the antagonistic force. Yes, exactly. 
that you know the whole man versus man, man versus nature, man versus self. Yeah, you know narrative thing. Yeah, this this is a combination of man versus man and man versus nature. Yeah, I I think the overarching story is man versus nature through the guy, but in dealing with man versus nature, they interfere in man versus man. Is I would also like to. I would also like to add a specific to man versus nature that's man versus circumstance. I think that's what man versus nature means, though. But I mean, specifically, like, this situation, man versus circumstance. Yeah. Like, nature is very broad, but I think specifically this is man versus circumstance. Yeah, no, yeah. to To get more granular about it, I guess. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, we we could just change it all to man versus setting, or that's true. But but yeah, it... man versus wild. <laughs> Gotta drink your own pee. Adapt, survive. I used to watch that show. Actually, I've never seen an episode. Oh god, it's super dumb. Yeah, uh... there was an episode where he like boiled a sheep's eyeball in a geyser. Yeah. Also, by the way, um, <sighs> pre- pretty rainy and stormy, so just letting you know. Yes. Yeah, it was like that oh. here earlier, but yeah, because there's a hurricane passing yeah. by. So yeah. We're getting the tail. We're getting the tail end of it. But mm. I just wanted to let you know ahead of time, just in case something happens. Okay. Good to know. But anyway, uh, I don't have anything else to say about the show. Uh, let me look at my notes. Um, this is probably just me, like, reading too much into it. I wonder if there's, like, an in-store reason for why Anne and Sasha are, like, physically stronger than, like, the average amphibian person. They're bigger. I mean, they are bigger. Also, like, it's... Mammals have more muscle than amphibians, just by, not just by their very nature. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's just that. But I wonder if they're like, they could, is it just they're bigger? Is like they're they were going to explain that? Probably not. Like it doesn't need explaining. Like who cares? At the end of the day, it's just kind of a, yeah. a thing that I wanted to like bring up. But other than that, yeah, I have. I don't have a lot else to say other than if you're not watching the show, what are you doing? Yeah, watch the show, man. Come on, fuck you. Go watch it. Go watch it. It's very good. It's a fa- it's a fantastic show. Really is it? I think, and I have to wait till Owl House is over to say if I like it more than Owl House. Mm, yeah. Like so far, I like it more than Owl House, but that's not fair because Owl House hasn't finished its first season. Yeah, it it's an incomplete season. So yeah, I think once the season finishes, then I'll be like, you know, maybe make better comparisons. But I, yeah. at this moment, I like it better than Owl House, but. I still love Owl House, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not really fair to even start that discussion because none of the characters on Owl House have really gotten enough content to have be, be like as deeply thought out as the yeah as the planters are. Yeah, uh, we've gotten some hints with Ida, obviously. Yeah, and and Lilith, and definitely Luz, and uh, Amity. Amity for I, sure. 
I love. We know we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, because I have I. Mm. So yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, because because that's what we do. And when we come back, we got some upkeep to take care of. So we'll catch you then. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, how y'all? Well, I. Hmm. I wonder why I do that. What? How y'all doing? Yeah, I ask the audience who cannot answer, how y'all doing? I mean, that's just. You know. That's a good question. Why? Why do? Just in general, why do we as hosts of this completely like non-visual medium or just you know what even visual mediums like just like youtube videos like hey guys how you doing like why do we even you know what that's a that's a deep question i don't even want to get into i think it's for the illusion i think some people do it for the illusion of interactivity oh yeah like you want to feel part of like the person listening is part of the conversation yeah or feed into that like parasocial element a little bit yeah that's true uh, I just always say how y'all doing though. <laughs> it's the thing. So I think it's just habitual for me. That's probably habitual yeah. for a lot of other people too who do this. But I think some people who are a little more canny will purposefully mm-hmm. do it for that reason to create engagement. Yeah, engagement. Or the illusion of quote unquote engagement. Uh. Yeah. But anyway. But I think for most people, it's just habit. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, like how, it's like how, even if I'm, it's like, okay, it reminds me of the the thing I do, where even if I'm watching a video, and I and the, the person in the video sneezes, my reaction is to say, bless you. Yeah. You know? Human nature, man, it's weird. It is. But. Anyway. anyway. So, Amphibia Season 2, so far. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's Ooh. see what, what what we we have. We have a new addition Handy to the opening. And, oh, yeah. A new addition to the opening, which is with, some beautifully animated fight scene with Sasha and Anne. And Anne's yeah. got a magic sword. So, hmm. yeah, it's either a magic sword or the steel's just blue for some reason. Yeah, either way. And then we see a, a vision of Marcy hovering over them holding the box yeah so hmm, Hmm. big hmm yeah energy but anyway anyway uh, handy ann and uh fort in the road and then ballad of hopadiah planter and ann hunter so the immediate thing i want to point out with handy ann is the giant monster that the vegetables form is just get a robo yeah it is yeah it's just get a robo. It's just get a robo. Specifically, like Shin get a robo. Yeah, it looks so much like Shin get a robo. I couldn't believe it. It it's it's good. It it's very it's... good. But this was a good episode because it was like the beginning of the shift of the status quo. Yeah. Which actually brings me to my one complaint about season yes. two, and they so just far. abandoned their entire supporting cast. Yeah, but it had to be done. It had to be done to... for the story. I understand, but it's 
<sighs> it's aggravating. We're going to go back. We're going to go back. Yeah, we have to. The box. Yeah, we got to go back for the boxes. The finale is probably going to be there. You know? Yeah. Hey, we're we're going to go back there for sure. You know what? I want to bet that's how they're going to run into Marcy. She'll have gotten to the, the to box. Town, to, to the town and the box while yeah. they were away. Yeah, that might be its own episode, kind of like how Jailbreak was its own episode. Yeah. And just like Marcy sneaking around while all the other side characters we've seen in season one kind of going about their day. That'd be kind of a fun. That'd be a fun episode, actually. Yeah, that would. Um, but this episode is also really interesting because it's just hammering home Anne's character development because she feels so awful that the planters are basically uprooting themselves. Yeah. To for her sake. And it's just it's it's sweet and it's good. Yeah. Also, that guy from the freaking bug ball came back. Yeah. <laughs> I plant daffodils. <laughs> uh, I like him. Yeah, I do too. Um, Fort in the road. I want to play an extra in this show so bad. Yeah, me too. I just do my old Bo Luke voice and uh, I fit right in. Okay, oh, hey, how y'all doing? Commence the jiggling. Oh, yeah. Uh, but That's a joke for literally just you and me. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm sure someone who listens to the show watches Aqua Chain Hunger Force. Oh, yeah, but I, I just mean Bo Luke. Oh, yeah, that, that yeah. too. Bo yeah. Luke, yeah, that joke is yeah. only for me and you. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Kate and Ryan and... No, they're uh, not. Yeah. Maybe Kaylee. Anyway. Maybe Kaylee. Maybe Kaylee. Kaylee does occasionally listen to the yeah. podcast. Anyway. Bleep, you know, bleep those names, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. They don't... didn't give any information out. It's Yeah, it's first names. Like, there are so many people with those names. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um, boy, there's a lot to unpack with Ford and the Road. Yeah, so this is a post-technological society, huh? We're getting Magitek Final Fantasy bullshit up in here. Yeah. Obviously, the box is tied to that, obviously. Definitely. Absolutely. So, like, that's probably the stuff we're going to explore in this season. You know what? That might end up being the, um... If there is a big bad, it'll probably be tied to that in some way. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the main antagonist for this season is that robot that we see at the end of each episode now. Yeah, it starts following them around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be built. I mean, if it's not the final antagonist, you know what I think is going to happen is it's going to follow them. It's going to try and at the end of the season, it's going to fight them. And then some other thing is going to like also try and fight them. Like it's going to run and they're going to run into Grimes and Sasha and they have to fight the robot too or some shit. Yeah. Or something. Or. Something or Marcy shows up. What if it's not an enemy? Yeah, it might be friendly. It it, it might yeah, cause it got the uh, the planter family rules of the road thing jammed into its brain, didn't it? Yeah, that's true. It might be, it might be friendly. Yeah, 
That's a fair point. I didn't even consider that. But, but, I never would have called post-technological match tech in this show, honestly. No. I, yeah, no, I never would have either. Like, I, magic, yes. Magic yeah, technology, magic. no. Uh, well, they, they've, we've seen clockwork is the thing. This is, yeah, that's true. But we've had clockwork since the Middle Ages, so. Yeah. This is, was this was a fucking computer. Yeah, this was. I just mean up to this. Oh yeah, point. yeah. yeah. Up, to, up to this point, yeah, we haven't, there's been no hints uh, at this at all. Yeah. Which isn't like a, you know, most people would, I feel like because of CinemaSins, people might consider that a, a flaw or some shit. Nah, fuck that shit. Like, okay, there are points where something like that could be revealed and there was no build-up and it comes out of nowhere. There are points where you should point that out as a flaw. This is not one of them. No, this is, yeah. There's so much we don't know about this world. So, we, we just left this tiny town. Yeah. Into the wider world. There's so much we don't know. Also, apparently we're going to be... They said, again, this up the status quo. We're going to go meet some new, some new wizards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, yeah, I think it's kind of a fun... Because, you know, I have Newt. Yeah. That's a... I'm like, ah, I see yeah. what you... I see what you did there. Ah. Also, I, uh... I see what you did there. Not quite anyway. lizard wizard. Not quite lizard wizard. Not quite wizard lizard. Not blah, blah, lizard wizard. Yeah. God, that was hard to say for me for a second there. Uh, yeah. And then we have the ballad of Hopadai Planter. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's like a western thing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's the the loan. It's like freaking fistful of dollars or whatever. The mysterious yeah. man comes to town, and you know whatever. I, I also like that they're building upon that idea of Hopadai being a hero outside the valley. Yeah, like inspiring people or whatever. And I'm, I kind of wonder if that might be part of his character arc in this season if he gets one. I think so. Yeah, like, uh, I don't think it'll be. A, I don't think it'll be a big focus, but I think it might be a more subtle character arc. He he has leadership qualities. We saw that in the election episode. Yeah, if he doesn't become the mayor in some capacity at some point during the show, I'm gonna be kind of mad. I can see him becoming more important than that. Honestly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or something like leadership. Period. Yeah. Like I I I feel like they're setting him up for that as his the final part of his character yeah as some sort of leader and i think that the subtle i think his character development is going to be the combination of all the subtle stuff where like he is a good leader but he has been learning more about being good leader as season especially in season 1 yeah like learning to listen to people learning a like compromise, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and I think that's 
that could definitely be the overarching character thing for him. Absolutely. As for the episode itself, there's not much to say about it. I did like the bit at the end with the freaking little toads, frogs, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Gremlin. Yeah. Uh, Then Anne Hunter. This was... I liked this one a lot. Yeah. Anne Hunter was good. I liked that bit where she was talking to the figment of our imagination at the end. They were just like, what do you... Who are you even talking to? Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that. That's uh, there's another episode probably airing like right now. Yeah. Um, or like in four minutes. But uh, the other, the other, the only other thing I wanted to say about Ann Hunter was. Um, okay. I I'm glad we're getting more fantastical creatures in this world. Yes. Like I, I was, we got a couple of those in season one. But this whole this series has the potential to just be full of like weird and wacky creatures, and I'm glad we're getting more of them. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much all I have to say about Ant Hunter. Same. It it was a fun episode. Um, yeah. The rhythm of nature. The rhythm I of the wild. The rhythm of the wild. That's what it was. The rhythm yeah. of the night. Yep, I love that song. I do too. Debar- have you listened to any other Debarge? Other than Rhythm of the Night? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I could recommend some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wait, you know what? I should write down Rhythm of the Night as an idea for a stand. <laughs> for those who don't... Oh, you know what? That was the other thing I was going to mention. Is I finally... like, Sorry to go back to my week for a hot second, but... I finally found an RPG system to finally run my JoJo's Bizarre Adventure tabletop game. Mm. So I've just been writing down song titles and bands and album names for stands. But anyway. Of course. Rhythm of the Night. Writing that one down. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Owl House? Yeah, Owl House. Uh, seasons 11 and 12. Seasons uh, 11 and 12, huh? Episodes 11 and 12. Thank you very much. Uh, so before we get into it... Yes. I want to air a grievance. Oh. So remember how I bought season one on iTunes? Uh-oh. I, no, no, no. I apparently bought part one of season one. Oh, fuck off. And this is part two of season one. Fuck. So I had to buy part two of season one. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. That's that's the worst. Yeah. Holy shit, that sucks. Yeah. God, I want, I want people to support the official release, but holy shit. Yeah, that... That's... You know, I didn't buy DVDs for a long time because the only thing I wanted to buy on DVDs DVD was anime, and it was always just like three episodes. Yeah, that was the worst of a season. That was the yeah. Worst. So I was just like, "Well, that's not worth it. It's, it's not, not even the first episode. No. This is episode sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. I, 
I don't know this series. I want to watch Trigun. This is the only way for me to watch Trigun with my shitty internet. Yep. But I can't watch Trigun. And I still haven't. <laughs> well, eventually we're going to watch it for the show. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Um, so, episodes 11, oh yeah, episodes uh, 11 and 12. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sense and Insensitivity and Adventures in the Elements. Sense and Insensitivity, I mainly liked for getting to see Lilith again. Yes. And Ida. And seeing them work together was particularly fun. Interact outside of trying to kill each other. Yeah, I liked when they did the whole um, mean girl routine on... Oh yeah, the vampire guy, what the fuck, yeah. Yeah. That was really good. That was... Because, like, not... It, the, 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 the plot... I feel personally attacked by that. Yeah. <laughs> really? How... There's something about... Maybe it's my lack of self-esteem, but I just like mean girls. I mean... Listen. Same? <laughs> but that's... I'm not gonna get into that. Uh, I don't know, like, if she... Like, okay, I think the best way to explain it is I was... Is I was watching... I've I've met a, I met a new friend watching Ruby with Blake and them, uh, and he we were just chatting while they were gone for a for a second, and mm-hmm. um while we're watching Ruby because there's a couple of ladies in that show I really like, and it was like, and we were talking about how he he has a type, and I'm like, listen, man, I have a type. He's like, yeah, you do buff ladies, ladies with sharp teeth, uh, monster men and ladies. And and he was like, and there's a character named Neapolitan in that show. And and he was like, Mm -hmm. where does she fall into that? I'm like, oh, women who would step on me. (laughs) And that's about as far as I'm going to go with that statement. Uh, you know, I'm not into that. I'm not, uh, that that's not, no, I get a me thing. Yeah. But I find a withering glance way more attractive than a smile. Got it. You like a you like yeah. a bitch. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I just That's something wrong. You with know that. what? I I don't even the thing is I don't like it when it's turned on me personally. Uh-huh. But I like watching a person wreck another person with words. Yeah. I I feel that if they des- if they deserve it, oh, yeah, not no, not like I don't like watching Karens yell at fucking retail workers. I was <sighs> in that situation where I was the one getting yelled at. I hate that. Um, Fuck off, Karen. Yeah, but um, just like watch watching some jackass get torn to shreds by just a really hot mean girl is wonderful. Uh... Uh, I feel like this is some sort of, like, uh, schadenfreude. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's a little schadenfreude. Not to give, not to give fucking Freud any credit, because fuck Freud. Yeah, fuck Freud. But, But, uh... The plot with Luz and King was fine. The plot with Luz and King was fine, 
but like I mainly liked it for Ida. And that that was the book, the the, the book. Yeah, becoming part, like right? like yeah. I the only part about it that I was like, I felt personally attacked <laughs> was the bit where they were like they were planning out the book. And then they were like, "All right, now the easy part: actually writing it." Yeah, fuck you, fuck you. The easy part: go fuck yourself. <laughs> Eat my ass. Anyway, yeah. but uh, the one I love how. Uh, sorry, no, no, no. Um, go ahead. I love how King's style of writing is basically George R. R. Martin and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what the call loses writing style, but more it's, it's, genuine. It, and... It's it's basically what if Harry Potter was lovey dovey. That's true. Yeah. Basically, Loose wants to write Little Witch Academia, but make it more romantic. Yeah, that's true. Like Little the Witch romantic element in Little Witch Academia was actually what made me drop off of Little Witch Academia. Oh, les the lesbians? What? No, the dumbass prince guy that they were pushing Aiko oh. uh, into. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that was just like, oh, this is just, this ruined it. Ugh, I hate that. Her name's Aiko, right? Akko, Aiko? Akko, something like that, yeah. But yeah, she loose wants to like, write Little Witch Academia. Yeah, basically. Uh, um, King King wants to write freaking Game of Thrones. He wants to write Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, and, that is probably. And more he's apt. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. There's a place for me in hell. It's called the throne. <laughs> King would wear that shirt unironically. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he, mm -hmm. he he would enjoy Uteroth. He would enjoy Uteroth. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah anyway, uh, send the other episode, Adventures in the Elements. I love was... I love this episode. I love this yeah. one. This is a great episode. Because we learn more about how the magic works. Well, not just that, but, like, get to see more of Amity. Also, also, yeah, more Amity and her siblings. Yeah, which is... It's just all... So I love how Amity has, from episode one, being like, oh, she's gonna be the bitch mean girl, to begrudging friend of Luz is completely embarrassed by her siblings. Yeah. And it's super cute, and I'm looking forward to, like, seeing more of them interact. Ma Absolutely. Mainly because baby lesbians. I'm yeah. I big energy. Big baby lesbian energy, honestly. Yeah. Amity has, uh, has big baby lesbian energy and Luce has big baby bi energy. Yeah. Uh, I'm terrified of meeting Amity's parents on, in the show for some reason. Oh, yeah. It's gonna go one of two ways. It's gonna go the northwests, or it's gonna be. Why is Amity like this? Why are the, the siblings like this if they're not like this? 
I think what might happen is one of the parents is like the 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 freaking Northwest, and the other one isn't. Mm, I think that's too complex. Is it? I I don't think that dynamic would work. ML, in... MLP did that for God's sakes. Seriously? Yeah, freaking Diamond Tiara. Her dad's uh, freaking filthy rich. Is actually really cool and nice, and then her mom, spoiled rich, is a fucking huge bitch. Oh. And like really gives her, and puts a lot of pressure on Diamond Tiara. Mm. And but filthy rich is like, just be nice, act like a normal kid, stop being an asshole. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so maybe yeah, maybe maybe they will do that. If MLP could do it, then yeah, <laughs> not, to, not to disparage MLP. No, uh, Friendship is Magic was a great show yeah. for a while. For a while, um, you know. Uh, but it was cool learning more about the magic and like the fact that yeah, going to the knee of the Titan, which I think is a cool name for a location. Yeah, that the whole world is. I love I I'm looking forward to seeing how Luce learns more magic by finding these symbols in the world. Yeah. It's oh man, it's really cool. It's a cool idea and honestly, like Luce makes a lot of jokes about wanting to be a Zora and whatnot, and honestly, Owl House is trying to be a young adult fantasy novel. Absolutely. But with like more comedy subversions with subversions with subversions and more comedy. Yeah, it it's what uh, Gravity Falls was to um, things like uh, Twin Peaks and X Files. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. This is, and again, I, I just want to clarify: I'm not saying this is the next Gravity Falls, but it's not. Uh, it, it's not, uh, but it's. Trying to do what that did with those types of shows, but instead with young adult fiction. Yeah, um, and I think... and also the experience of being a middle schooler who's a weeb. God, Luce is such a huge <laughs> weeb. Holy shit! <laughs> I love her. So's Amity. Amity's um, absolutely. I. God, I can't wait for the Azora Book Club. It's gonna be so cute. Yeah. Oh man, I man, I love the turn that Amity's character has taken. Yeah, it, I thought it would be something that would ha take much longer. Yeah, but it's it's been very subtle over this season. You know what that makes me think? What? Just because. I hate to go back to Gravity Falls real quick. I think Dana Terrace had something to do with the uh, Pacifica face turn. Maybe. You know what? I wouldn't doubt it. Because I was expecting Amity's face turn to be more along lines with that, but this is much more drastic, much faster. It's also better written. It really is, yes. It's more subtle. Uh, it's more subtle. Yeah. You can kind of tell in Gravity Falls that Pacifica's turn isn't wasn't like intentional from the start, but yeah, Amity's was. Exactly. It was written in her into her character from the very beginning. Yeah. 
Um, I really hope we get an episode where Amity not because she she's only kind of been hanging out with Luce. I kind of hope there's an episode where Amity has to hang out with Gus and Willow and kind of confront the yeah. fact that she was kind of a bitch to Willow. Yes, absolutely. Like I really hope that because we, we Willow hinted at the fact that they used to be friends. And yeah. it, I'm wondering what happened between the two of them. Because clearly Amity is a good person. But it just takes a lot to get her to open up. It's clearly a learned behavior type thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, she might not have been like that when she was little. But as she got older, she realized that's what was expected of her. That's true. And when Willow clearly wasn't at the same level as her, maybe something a parent said made her realize, oh, I'm better than her. You know, okay, you know what I think a freaking Amity's parents are going to be like? What? In kind of a way? I'm immediately thinking of Helga from Hey Arnold. Oh. Like toxic masculinity dad and wino mom? Well, no, but like heaping so much praise on the older siblings. Oh, yeah. Okay, that... Yeah, I could see that. Why can't you be more like your sister? Or your... You know, and giving yeah. her a super huge inferiority complex? Yeah, and then I could see that. And then she overcompensates. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like, I think that might be... I'm not saying that is, but that is a possibility for her character. Which I'm fine with. Oh! Hmm? I forgot something I wanted to talk about in my week. Oh, what was that? And it ties into this exact conversation, actually. Oh, sick. Uh, Metal Family. Ah, right. I, I, they, they, the actual Russian YouTube channel that uploads the, the series, that creates the series and uploads it, has official English subs in the uh, closed captioning option. Oh, nice. Uh, and, and they're not perfect, but it's clearly being done as a passion project as a labor of love by someone who English is not their first language and so it's astoundingly good for those situ for that situation that's nice uh, it's extremely coherent cool uh, that um, but it takes some turns that I never thought it would mm -hmm. um, specifically uh, okay so the you, you remember the music video, The Blonde Guy? Yeah. His name's Glam. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not his like birth name, but that's what he changes to. Uh, okay. Uh, and the last two episodes of the first season, which are ten episodes and they're the it's all there is right now. Yeah. Um, is his backstory. Oh. Um, and there's a couple other episodes in the first 10 that hint at stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is sort of like how he became who he is. Yeah. Um, and he had like a super abusive dad and a very like trodden upon mother who she was more on his side, but her, she had a very weak personality and that the father sort of was wore the pants in the relationship. Oh. 
Um, and he was very strict and very rich. And he has an older sister who he's always getting compared to and who was also very mean to him because she's better than him and she knows it. And it's one of those, it's that learned behavior thing I was talking about before where, you know, um, you know, that fan comic, uh, about, uh, Chris and Bart in couples therapy and Bobby Hill is their therapist. Yeah. Uh, you know how it, they talk about learned behavior about how he started treating Meg shitty because he saw his parents treat Meg shitty. Mm -hmm. It's that situation with them. And that, that's sort of what I think uh, Amity's turn on Willow was influenced by also maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, but so yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, we'll do metal family another time, but yeah, uh, basically, it, it's that same sort of thing you're talking about, where uh, he has an inferiority complex. It, it's the exact dynamic you're talking about with what you think it'll be with Amity's family. Yeah. Um, also, watching these new episodes and Amphibia Season 1 back-to-back makes me really... My writing brain is like, God, I, could, I, just, I could just... I want to write a crossover fanfiction. It would work it pretty would, good. It would be a great crossover. Honestly. It, mm -hmm. it would be a good crossover with uh, Gravity Falls, too. I'm sorry. I I know you don't like them getting compared, but it works. It does work. You're not wrong. Gravity Gravity Falls establishes a multiverse. Oh, yeah, totally. If I don't, um, if I don't see Bill Cipher somewhere in freaking... <laughs> Like Owl House, I will be shocked. Yeah, absolutely. Or one of the other demons that he summoned during Weird Mageddon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's that's. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, Owl House, good. Owl House, Owl House good. very good. Owl House continues to be good. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna take another break, and when we get back, we are. Taking the unfortunate turn to talk about Freddy as FRO7. We'll, uh, we'll see you then. And welcome back again to Hackley Podcast Incorporated. Your choice. Your choice for people talking about cartoons. Uh... Mm-hmm. You've been dreading this. Uh, yeah. Okay. I was excited about that. I was genuinely excited I'm, about I'm, this. You know, I shouldn't have spoiled the the stupid bullshit about the movie because that's kind of what the only thing it's got going for is that it's so fucking... The plot and the entire concept of the movie is completely stupid and insane. But everything, like... Let's get that out of the way. The main thing about this movie is that it is that's that's kind of the only thing to go for. Everything else about it is kind of it's got really bad pacing and it's not that great. The main thing, the, the only thing worth talking about is all the stupid and wild shit that happens in it. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's my issue with it. Yeah. Stupid and wild shit somehow was not stupid and wild enough. Uh huh. 
or maybe it's just because we had talked about it, so I knew what the stupid and wild shit was. Yeah, I spoiled it for you, unfortunately. Yeah, and I don't blame you. That's that's fine, but um, because I I don't mind spoilers generally, but I figured there'd be more stupid wild shit that you were just giving me a taste. I mean, there kind of is, but not that much more. It's really not. I mean, the the I, okay. Let's break. Th- I want to. There's one thing I want to say about this movie. Well, okay. Well, before we even do, yes. We're talking about Freddy as FR7. Okay, Freddy's FR7 is an f- animated film, 1992 animated film, uh, written by John Oveski, uh, starring the voice of Ben Kingsley. It was um, a parody of James Bond. Apparently it was inspired by some of the stories that Oveski told his son about his favorite frog working as a secret agent. Uh, the film was released in the United Kingdom in the United States in the summer of 1992. It was negatively received by critics and audiences, with the American release in particular resulting in a box office bomb. It held the record of the lowest-grossing animated film at a U.S. box office until The Ten Commandments in 2007, also starring Ben Kingsley. <laughs> so, I want to be a fly on the wall for when this movie was pitched. Yeah. Like, for those, okay, I'm going to break this down for all the people who haven't seen this movie and don't know what I'm talking about because I broke it down from for KP earlier and he was like, I don't, that doesn't make, that sounds so stupid. The plot of this movie yeah. starts off with, it starts off in medieval France with the young prince and his father and a wizard king. Oh, yeah, who was a wizard king, and he can, like, do... He can turn swords into butterflies and other stupid bullshit. And then he dies tragically, or he's assassinated by his evil sister. Shock of all shocks. And the evil aunt, Messina, starts to take care of the young prince. And he's she's an evil sorceress. Sounding a lot like a classical fairy tale. She turns him into yeah. a frog. She tries to kill him. He escapes... That, I mean, that like a, Where he's saved by the Loch Ness, Ness mon- Monster! Who, who, the Loch Ness Monster is indebted to him because he used his psychic frog magic to lift a rock off of her tail. Yeah. And then... Then, the, like, okay, that's the messy thing's a little weird, but fine, right? Yeah. Then, then we start to go off the rails. Freddy the Frog then goes to a pond with other f- slightly anthropomorphized frogs and just kind of lives his life as a frog for like a couple hundred a years. A couple hundred years. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he suddenly remembers, oh yeah, that's right, I'm a prince and I have magic. And then he just grows into human size. Yeah. But no, he doesn't turn But into- he's still a frog. But he's still a frog. He's still a frog. <laughs> still a frog. <laughs> And then he somehow gets a fucking car that's alive and can talk. And in love with him. And in love with him. And then he becomes a secret agent for the French Secret Service. And that's the first 25 minutes of the goddamn movie. And I wish it ended there. There is some other stupid bullshit that happens in this. Like, the the plot of... Okay, so after that, secret agent, blah, blah, blah. And then we get a bunch of stuff with... We're, we go to Britain, and the plot, the evil plot of the evil 
secret agent organization, the evil, like, Goldfinger, who are the, you know, double, pick your James Bond villain, is I'm going to steal all the monuments from the UK. So he just steals Buckingham Palace and Big Ben. His name is El Supremo, and he's voiced by Brian Blessed. Oh, yeah, he is. Wow, yeah, I didn't know it was Brian Blessed. I saw a bunch of YouTube poops with him, honestly. El Supremo. Freaking unsurprised. Unsurprised. And then L and of course he's being assisted by Freddy's aunt Aunt Messina, but we'll get into that. And then he goes on to steal Buckingham Palace and Big Ben and like freaking these other like Stonehenge. Yes, he's just he just she just steals Stonehenge. Yeah. He just steals him. Now I know what you're thinking, everyone at home. His plot is clearly to ransom them and ask for one million dollars. No, no, no. That would be that would make too much sense. Yeah. The plan is that all of these ancient monuments hold like the ancient energies of like the ancestors of Great Britain or some shit. Like, the ghosts of every person who's ever lived in Great Britain. And he wants... And he wants to harness the ghost energy. He harnesses the ghost energy and turns it into negative energy. And that somehow makes everyone in Britain fall asleep. So he can invade. (sighs) Oh, Oh, wait, by the way. I also want to point out that there is a... Just like every 007 movie, there's a bit where the villain puts them into the, the deadly trap with, like, the pit of water or whatever. Except instead of sharks, it's sea monsters. And then Nessie comes back and saves them. Yep. Oh, and El Supremo has the ant. Oh, yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah, you know, like, as a pet. Yeah. Like, a oh, snake. Yeah. The snack. And then she has a musical number. Yeah. There's Nazis in it. Yeah. And Ku Klux Klan members, which, by the way, was cut from the American version. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah. And then, and then after Freddy is saved by Nessie, she gets a musical number. Yeah. And then Freddy comes. And no. Yeah. They're not good musical and numbers. And no, they're not good at all. There's only one song in this movie that I would call even remotely okay, and that's the song that plays when Freddy pulls the box out of the fucking. Magical pentagram. Maybe. Lay down your arms, surrender. That song is okay. That song is fine. Sure. And then they bullshit their way through a bunch of stormtroopers. And then Freddy remembers, oh yeah, that's right, I have magic. And this just turns their guns into butterflies. Yeah. And then he shrinks El Supremo and fights his aunt who turns into a bunch of monsters and then he remembers this shit from his dad like, oh yeah, breath or whatever and then movie's over. (laughs) Movie's over. Now see, me explaining that, wow, that sounds like a fucking dumb and funny movie, right? Yeah, but they do it in the most boring way possible. Yeah, this could have been a really entertaining movie. For like and how bad it was. Yeah. But yeah. But this this isn't even worth like an ironic watch, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
it, it's not even for like like it, it's not like manos in the hands of fate it, it's not even worth getting rift on it's just no nope. the premise is wild but it's executed so boringly mm-hmm. also freddy's horny yeah he is i mean i'm not a fan of gadgets but i am a fan of the landing area yeah and to be fair daffers that... is also horny yeah. She's super yeah. she's super into the frog. Yeah. Like it'd be it'd be one thing if he was horny, but she's also horny. Yeah, everybody everyone but the Scotty. Scotty and the 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 MI five the Brigadier. Yeah, the Brigadier. Yeah. All horny. Yeah. Freaking even El Supremo's a little horny. Yeah. The ant's a little horny. The ant's a little horny. Why did she give her snake form hips? I don't want to think about it. Why did it why does why do you need hips on a snake? I mean, oh. I know the answer. But do the people who made this movie know the answer? Well, it's because the hips don't lie. I mean, I wonder if that's some sort of deep commentary about how this, about the snake and the Garden of Eden and the first sin and the lie. And okay, this joke is going no. Nowhere. I think it was just to create some form of con. Oh, okay. This joke, that joke was going nowhere. Yeah. I, there was a joke there, and then I just, I was like pulling on the string of the joke, and then the, the someone just cut the rope. Yeah, you see, I didn't even recognize it was a joke. So. Good. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's more on me. I I'm not good at recognizing humor all the time. That's you know what, that's fair enough. Like Yeah. Oh god, this movie. It's weird cuz I watched the American version so much, so it's like I I immediately recognize the spots that were cut. We're different. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the uh, the betrayer guy in the MI5 or whatever is almost completely cut from the film. <laughs> like, because that's how plot kind of goes nowhere anyway. So yeah, it's it's he's superfluous. He looks like Hitler without a mustache. Of course, he's evil. He really does. Yeah. What a surprise! The little Hitler man was evil. Who would have guessed? He looks like a fusion between Hitler and Peter Lorre. You're super right. He does. You're super, yeah. super right. Like I'm surprised he didn't talk like this. And then we have hello. Hey, what was the point of the crows? What was the why the crows? Dumbo. Oh God, yeah, I hate that. I just realized yeah. that they had black, like quote unquote, stereotypical black accents. Yep. Oh god, it's just that's, Dumbo. That's fucking bad, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Oh, and then. Oh god, I need to make take a minute for that. That's. Oh. Anyway. And you got that, that running joke with the Brigadier, him getting caught up in the... You know what? That act was funny. Him getting caught up in the telephone wires was actually a funny joke. Yeah, that's... 
Yeah. The only the only joke I think is they're technically two jokes. The only joke that I think is actually genuinely funny in this whole goddamn movie is the bit where the the I waiter serve with the freaking the guy who goes out and the butler. He goes out and he goes, FRO seven has arrived. I have to warn you, sir, though, he's he's a frog. Yeah. That, that's that's <laughs> insulting to our French allies. No, sir, you don't understand. He's green. Oh, he, he's <laughs> one of the, the most experienced agents in the <laughs> Like that was a that was a funny <laughs> that, that joke. Was, yeah, that was. That was a funny that joke. That was a genuinely funny joke. It's the only funny thing in this whole goddamn movie. <sighs> Oh god. The characters are nothing. Ben Kingsley, I love you, but you did a terrible job. Yeah. You know what he did a good job in? What? Fable 3. Oh yeah, he wasn't that. Yeah. What else was Ben Kingsley in that I remember really vividly? He was in fucking um uh, Gandhi. <sighs> oh yeah, he was in Gandhi. Although that movie I don't like that movie anymore, mainly because I just learned more about Gandhi. Yeah, Gandhi's a Gand- not a not a nice man. Gandhi was a Gandhi was racist. Gandhi was a racist and sexual predator. And a sexual predator, yes. Yeah. It turns out, it turns out, historical figures are more complicated than you know just yeah that yeah a lot of the time, unfortunately. And then they get like, romanticized or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else is... Well, let's look at his IMDb. Yeah, let's well, take a gander. Schindler, he was in Schindler's List. Yeah. Fucking sh- this man was in Schindler's List and he was in this fucking piece of trash. He was in the TV miniseries for Watership Down oh, yeah. in 2018. That's true. Shutter um, Island. He played the villain. He was the bad guy in fucking the Prince of Persia: Sands of Time movie. Yeah, he was in Dragonheart Three: The Sorcerer's Curse. Holy shit, that's a bad one. Yep. Oh. Oh, uh, oh he was in uh, Night at the Museum: Secret of the Tomb. Oh. As Marin Carr's uh, as Marin Carr, Ox's father. Huh. Um. God. It was Bagheera in the new Jungle Book movie. He was the Snatcher in the Box Trolls. We need to watch that. We do. I haven't seen it. Me neither. We should pair it with another Leica movie. Absolutely. Um. How about Missing Link? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, but anyway, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to say about. Oh wait, no, there was one of like I was like expect I was remembering this movie being dumb. There was one moment in this movie that actually made me angry. I know what he was in that you probably saw recently. What? Iron Man three. Oh, he was in Iron Man three. He was the Mandarin. Yeah. God. Uh. But. <laughs> There's one moment in this movie that legitimately pissed me off, and mm-hmm. that you, that joke that he kept doing the you know the French thing of how do you call it or what do you call it or whatever, and then he he did it again when they took the guards 
outfits. And then he says, how do you say, come, come, and he's a camouflage. And I'm like, that's a French word, you fuck! <laughs> camouflage is a French word! <laughs> fuck you! <sighs> I might have peaked the mic on that one. I apologize for my headphone users. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Audacity track. I definitely peaked the mic on that one. <laughs> so fucking angry about that. <laughs> that really got you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm funny. Uh, that, that one got me. Uh, oh, uh, you've redeemed yourself. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, there's... Other than the whack plot and like the completely insane concept of this movie... There's nothing there. There's nothing there. It's it's pacing is glacial. The dialogue is stilted and bad. It's not funny. Ugh. Yeah. You know, eventually we're gonna have to talk. We were eventually gonna have to talk about a real stinker eventually. Yeah. Eventually, I I just wish it was a stinker in the, in the sense that it was so bad it's good. Yeah, I was really hoping for the room. I also thought this was the room, but. Like, cause I remember all I remember from this movie is like how batshit insane it was as a concept. But then, I actually watched. Maybe it's because. Uh-huh. Maybe it's because you've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah, that's true. And I, I, I knew all the wildest shit going in. Yeah. Which means I may as well have seen it. <laughs> that's true. You got all the things you wanted out of it. Yeah. Batshit insane concept and plot. Yeah, now, you see, I have a feeling I'll have the reaction I wanted to have to this to Fern Gully. Because I've never seen Fern Gully. All I know about it is Baddie's rap. Yeah, I mean, it's not as insane, but it's a bad movie. Yeah. I mean, it's better than this movie, that's for goddamn sure. Yeah. But, yeah, nothing more. It's not hard to be better than this. No. No. I'm All right. I'm we got anything else? Nope. I'm surprised we got 20 minutes out of that, honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mostly just All me right. complaining. It's fine by me, man. <laughs> it was a bad movie. Yeah, it was a bad movie. Two thumbs down. Uh, two... Two big toes down. Oh, yeah. Even lower. Two big toes. That's a uh, Animaniacs reference. Oh yeah, you're super right. <laughs> uh, anyway, for some reason that that sketch always stuck with me. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna close this shit out. Yeah, we'll see you then. And welcome back for the last time. This episode of Acme Podcast Incorporated. Welcome back. And uh, welcome back, yeah, welcome back, and we're done. We're we're closing it up. Yeah. Um. So if you've listened to the show, and you want more of us, or to where to find the show, 
Where can they do that, Laser? Well, as you know, well, you know what? Let's do the full rundown. We're on iTunes. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Uh, and we also got our RSS feed. Yep. Uh, obviously, if we're on those, we have an RSS feed because we need one to be on those. Uh, but you can find us on Twitter at Podcasts Incorporated. No, it's pot. At Podcast you can find Inc. us on Twitter at. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast Inc. That's at P O D C A S T S I N C. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Uh, and if you want to get a hold of us, well, you know what? You can also find us on Tumblr. Where can you find us on Tumblr? You can find us on Tumblr at acmepodcast.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcast.tumblr.com. That's right. And But if social media isn't your sh- your spiel, your shtick, I try to combine spiel and shtick in my head. Shpustick. Spick. Yeah. Shback. Anyway. <laughs> Steel. Uh, I was going to say steel, I think. Steel? Uh, but steel. Anyway, uh, if social media isn't your thing, you can find us. You can contact us on acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Tell me that email again. That's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Goddamn right it is. By the way, do we want to check the ass yeah. box and the emails? Yes, we should. I do have two asks. Oh, boy. The first one isn't an ask. It's more of a demand. Oh. Anonymous says, Doom and Valley. The people have spoken. That's the new show, by the way. Or I think, but I think they want us to do Moomin. Period. And I, there are three people that that could be that I know that sent that ask. I know, okay. I know three people who have talked about about this podcast and about your feelings about Moomin, and only one of those three people could have sent this ask. Or they told somebody, and they knew, and they sent the ask. All right, so you've got a mutually you got a uh, mutually insured destruction episode heading your way. At some point in the future. Yeah. No determined on the will. We will eventually talk about Moomin. Eventually. Yep, and in that same episode, we'll also be talking about the haunted world of El Superbisto. Uh, can we do Rock and yeah. Roll instead? No. Oh. But I thought we weren't going to do El <laughs> Superbisto because it, it was the Ren and Stimpy guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're not going to do we that. We can do Rock and Roll then. Because I don't want to do that either, but I'd rather do that than El Superbisto. Yeah, I kind of don't want to do Rock and Roll either. <laughs> well... Uh, that's a different kind of mutually assured destruction, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, do we also have a question? It's the animated series. <laughs> God. Uh, we also have a question. Okay. From our friend KP. Okay. What is the worst cartoon you have ever seen? Can be content or quality animation. Your choice. Hmm. I think we should limit this to series, possibly. Yeah. Like TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Writing or like, because there's there's like there's so many in the animation quality department. There's so many in the writing department. Yeah, it's. Hmm. 
That's a very good question. What is the worst thing I've ever seen from an anime? I, I'm, I'm honestly focused on the animation part because I've seen some garbage. Yeah, I. I don't want to say this because it's a classic and it's an institution. Uh-huh. But it's horrible. It, it's cheaply animated and the jokes aren't great. Mm-hmm. But Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. Yeah. Well... See, I like Rocky and Bullwinkle, though, but it's objectively pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I think the worst... And like piece of animation thing I've seen, it like just in terms of anim like animation quality is probably like underdog. Yeah, out of all the Han out of all the, the, the all of the Hanna Barbera cartoons weren't a shoestring budget. Let's be real, but that show in particular was really bad looking, even by yeah. Hanna Barbera standards. Are you 100% sure that's Hanna-Barbera? Was it not? I am looking it up now because I was almost positive that was the same... We might have had this... People who did Rocky and Bullwinkle. I think we had this conversation, actually. Yeah. We might have had... Um, feel, I'm having deja vu, actually. We might have had this conversation. Yeah. Before. We might have. Off podcast or um, on, I don't remember. Um... Oh god, I just remembered another really bad show animation wise. Mm-hmm. But Ugly Martians. Oh yeah, but Ugly Martians horrible. I, I actually had another one too. Mm -hmm. Um Super Friends. Oh Yeah, Super yeah. Friends was <laughs> I loved Super Friends when I was a kid, but Super, man, that's Super Friends was bad. Yeah. Um in terms of writing, though, I don't know. There's too many. Like, there's a lot of... I've seen a lot of garbage yeah. in my day. Like, ugh. I mean, honestly, if I'm being brutally honest, Fray the Frog is kind of up there now. Yeah. It's just... It's a mess of a film from a story and animation perspective. Is it the worst thing I've seen? No. Is it one of the worst? Possibly. Yeah. Oh, God. It was done by Total Television, Leonardo Television, and Gamma Productions. Multiple animation studios. Yeah. There are only a few moments in that entire movie that actually had, like, good animation. Yeah. Like... Some of the facial animations on El Supremo were actually really good in some places. Like, genuinely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some of it was oh, well done. Oh. I know what it, I know. What? I know what it is. I know what the... It's fucking Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh, yeah. Or Sonic Underground. Take your pick. Ooh, you're starting a fight. I love Sonic. 
Yeah, I, oh, I'm not saying you're starting a fight with me, but just... Fight me, coward. Sonic Underground and Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog sucked. Fight me. Strong words. Strong words. Sonic X isn't even that great, and I'd rather watch Sonic X. Yeah. Like... If you... No, fuck it. I'd rather watch Sad AM. Fuck Sonic X. <laughs> or, no, I'd watch the fucking, uh short they made for Sonic Unleashed. The the one with the ghosts. Yeah. That was actually really good. Yeah. Uh no I'd wait, no, I'd rather watch the fucking Sonic Sonic Mania shorts. <laughs> yeah, no that that's that's real talk. That's real talk. I'd rather watch the Sonic Animania shorts or or fucking the movie. The OVA. Yeah. You know, or the live action movie. I know what you're going to do, but but you you know what I'm going to do, but I know what you're going to do. Strange, isn't it? <laughs> God. Anyway, mm. then that's that's all that's in the Xbox. Yeah, there, there's nothing in the email. Oh well, we got some asks. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So yeah. Uh. And if you want to get in so that's how you get in contact with the show. But if you wanted to get in contact with us, where could they reach you, Kai? Uh, you can find me uh, at kaiju underscore emperor on Twitter. That's kaiju underscore emperor, K A I J U underscore E M P E R O R, kaiju underscore emperor. You can also find me on Tumblr, uh, tumblr dot com, uh, also kaiju emperor, but it's kaiju dash emperor. It's about the same way. Uh, and mostly I just retweet stuff on there, like dumb jokes. or I retweet a lot of... Uh, we also... I retweet a lot of the animation stuff that I retweet from Acme Podcast on there, too. I'm, a, I'm just a lot pickier about what I retweet to the Acme Podcast Twitter. And same with the... Uh, on the on the Tumblr. Whenever we... I've started doing a thing where whenever we cover a show or movie... I find a bunch of posts, like bits of animation or cool things from the movie or the show, and I reblog them when the episode goes up. All right. Like I have a bunch of like GIF sets and really good animation stuff from Amphibia saved up for the for when this episode goes up. Uh, and uh, for, is for anything original from me? If you like D and D, I have a bunch of like homebrew D and D stuff I make over on another Tumblr. Um, Kai's Tome, K-A-I-S-T-O-M-E, Kai's, at Kai's Tome. And if, so if you're interested in that, you can check me out over there, too. Okay. Uh, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter at... Uh, oh, hold on. Oh, the, rad, the Radical Honcho? Or is it... No, it's just at Radical Honcho. At R-A-D-I-C-A-L-H-O-N-C-H-O. You know what I just realized? I never asked how your streams yeah. went. Uh, uh, you know what? Alright. That's all you need to tell me, buddy. Yeah, no, that that's basically my summary. I had fun playing the games, but like I, I don't really feel like anyone turned out. Well, even though like my stream statistics said people did. Well, but... Yeah, but like no one's gonna turn out starting off. 
I know. Also, but you didn't also... advertise them. I didn't even know you were streaming. I would have come. I posted on Twitter. I don't. I mean, you know what? Fair up, but I'm barely on Twitter, unfortunately. You could have. All right. Well, I'm just. I would have. I would have come. KP would have come yeah. too. Twitter's where I. Twitter's where I post things. Fair enough. Okay. Also did it on Facebook, but I know you're not on Facebook. I am only there to keep up with my fucking family. Yeah. But anyway, um, radical honcho. Yeah, but um, like I did have fun just playing the games, but like particularly when I did the surge too. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was really fun. I haven't played it since, but that's because I've been busy with other stuff. Yeah. Um, but I decided to pause. I want to. I need to find someone to stream with. I, I am no good on my own. I need someone to bounce off of. Yeah. Um, I would if my so I'm gonna I would ha- if my internet wasn't trash. Yeah, I feel you. Also, you said you didn't want to do any like long RPGs, and I'm really only interested in doing full let's plays. I. Stream. That's that's not true. I would be interested in long RPGs. It just depends on which RPGs, like. If you want, if you want to come, if you want to do a PS2 era JRPG, I'm there. Well, you see, the thing is, one of the things I want to tackle is Final Fantasy VII. Oh. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'd be there for that probably. But okay. Because I've never played it. I mean, it's just manner and it's trash. I know. I know. Uh, also, I, I I want to go back to the Surge too. I had a lot of fun with that one. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's just a souls like. Yeah, maybe. So maybe, it, it's maybe when I get a better connection or something, we can figure something out. Yeah, yeah. I, I also have some other people I was thinking of asking. Like I, I was thinking maybe do like a round robin, like mm-hmm. do this with this person, this with that person. And I started, uh, I started doing uh, Kotor, but I discovered halfway through Kotor, uh, through that stream of Kotor, I mean, uh, I. I'd been playing for an hour and a half and I didn't hit stream. Yep. Yeah. And I did not feel like restarting. So I was like, well, I hit stream. I was like, well, I don't feel like restarting. So y'all can just watch from here. And I don't think anyone was watching anyway. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll, go back and because i do want to do i still am in the mood for kotor um and i know that game inside and out yeah the best time i had was uh i did uh one night i did uh shadow of the tomb raider oh and then it crashed halfway like halfway into the stream and i was just like well this just wasn't meant to be and so I loaded up uh, a game I'd been playing that was sort of just like my. It was a game I would play like a little bit before I went to bed. It was like my decompression game. It's called uh, Super Mega Baseball Two. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just like a fun arcadey baseball game. And I just, I, I was playing, but I was also just doing baseball commentary the whole time. God, that sounds like something you would do. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball is the only sport I know good enough to do commentary for, other than boxing. But yeah, um, I, 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 I can't do like, boxing commentary. If you did like, like I said, JRPGs. Like if you do like Final Fantasy twelve or like 
Dragon Quest Eight or like t Tales. I th well, those are see, games I know. Yeah. Well, you see, the thing is, for the most part, I hate JRPGs. I just want to play Final Fantasy Seven. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd also I would also be there um, for Resident Evil. See, I also hate. I I, I have no interest in Resident Evil. Uh. I'd also be there for something like Shadow of the Colossus, or... That's a game that's never interested me. Blazer, you're killing me. Also, I don't have an Elgato. Killing me, Smalls. Yeah. Oh. Uh, like, the games I want to hear, I'll, I'll read off the games I want to stream. I want to do uh, the KOTORs. Yeah. Search mm -hmm. two. Uh, Yakuza zero, Kiwami, okay, Kiwami two. Okay, I, I, I could, I, uh, I could be down for that, but you know. Okay, I've already played Kiwami and I've watched an LP of zero, but I haven't played Kiwami yeah, two would, at I all. I would be so. super down for Yakuza. I want, I want to do uh, near Automata. Mm, yeah. Um. Do you want to do Devil May Cry? I I may. I, would, I I do have all the I have all of them on my so Steam I mean, account. Yeah, I would also be there for Devil May Cry. I would yeah. love Devil. Uh, I want. I want to do uh, Fable: The Lost Chapters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's another game I just know inside and out completely, one hundred percent. Uh. Dark Souls Three is another Ooh, one I would, that okay, I, I'd be just, there for that. I'd like I okay. like Dark Souls. Yeah, um, like I said, Final Fantasy Seven. Um, I kind of want to do try streaming uh, GTA Online just because that's a game I enjoy playing. Uh, I play it every day. Not to be that guy, but this feels um, like a conversation for. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I forgot we were recording a podcast, even though I've got this microphone right God. in my face. Um, I might have stopped you. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway. Fuck. Uh. So. But yeah. Uh. Don't expect to see me streaming anytime soon. I. 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 I got some stuff I want to work fair. out first. Um. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah. Uh. You can find me on Twitter, and that's it. Uh, I've already said my Twitter. It's at Radical Honcho, uh, at R-A-D-I-C-A-L-H-O-N-C-H-O. Also, uh, also, before we go out, for the first time ever, we've decided what we're going to watch before. Oh, uh, yeah. So next time. Next time, we're going to be watching Yu Yu Hakusho and Shaman King. Shaman King. Yeah. So look forward to that. Uh, yeah. We've, we've finally uh, figured out how to actually tackle some of these longer running series. Well, th this is our yeah, trial. I, I think I don't think it'll work for everything, but I think we could definitely do Yu Hakusho. Yeah, Yu Hakusho is more manageable than some. Yeah, for sure. Um. But uh, anyway, that's that's next time. But yeah, anyway. That's next week. Uh, next time on 
Acme Podcast Incorporated. Uh, but until then, good night. Sleep tight. Pleasant dreams to you. With the wish and a prayer. Do, 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 do. So long till we meet again. Adios. Au revoir. Don't be a jackass. You never watched Lawrence Welk? No. No. Shit. I don't think anyone else has either. That's the perfect place to cut the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the perfect place to cut. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean the show's over, Dave? I guess. B-b-barbarian.